And we are back with another episode of Rewind and Reconsider. I am your host, Harrison Fagan, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely wife and co-host, Mia Agraviador. Mia, you have brought us a movie today about the Constitution and the foundation of this country and the laws that it is built upon. We are going to watch Legally Blonde. Yes. You haven't seen it, and I'm actually very... Actually... That is indeed the premise of this podcast. I know. Well, I mean, we both <laughs> didn't see the last movie, but, you know, we don't play by the rules here. But, uh, yeah, it, I'm. this is kind of a movie that I feel like everyone should watch. I mean, from it's like a very classic early 2000s movie, and I guess you just haven't watched it because you hate women. No, I mean, I, I think it just looks like a pretty girly movie as, you know, as like a kid around that time. And I was just like, eh, yeah, I don't know. I actually watched this. It doesn't have superheroes in it. Why would I watch it? <laughs> God. Well, Elle Woods is kind of a superhero, though. <laughs> a superhero of the law. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But I actually. The real superheroes are lawyers. Yes. <laughs> On the good side of justice. Yes. Um, I watched this movie, I actually didn't watch it when it came out. Um, I watched it, I think middle, middle of middle school. Um, I, it's just on a whim. I was like, you know what? I haven't seen this movie. I should watch it. And like, I honestly was very blown away on how good I liked it. Like how good it was. It was cute. It was fun. And it's just a very powerful message, you know? And I think, I mean, this, this spawned like a fucking musical. You know that, right? Wow. It's a Broadway musical. About, wow. Yeah. I didn't watch the, the, the biggest mark of success that you can achieve in cinema. <laughs> I mean, in my a mind, musical. exactly. Wow. Yeah. Um, the musical's pretty good too, but um, oh, okay. I'm not gonna make you watch that. Thank God. Um, but yeah, this, there's no songs in this, right? No. Okay, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was gonna bow out. You were gonna come back here on the second half yourself. I think. I think this movie's gonna be. It's like. You know how you were like kind of hesitant of watching Princess Diaries and you ended up kind of liking it? Yeah. Is this that this is this movie? Okay. I feel like you're you were And if you don't um I don't know, we, we're going to have to get you checked out cuz there's something wrong with you. You said that there was sort of a powerful message to this movie. What is the message? That like, you know, do you is it a spoiler? You can't tell me. No, I think, you know, you don't have to change yourself for someone and that, you know, if you really want to do something and you put your mind to it, you can achieve it. And even if people are naysayers and don't believe in you, you know, if you believe in yourself, then more power to you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that sounds relatively powerful. So, I mean, I assume based on that sort of retelling that you think it's going to hold up. Oh yeah. I definitely think it's going to hold okay. up. I think this is a classic movie. I mean, they made a musical, so, you know, <laughs> it's just. And a sequel and a I was going to say, I, I knew that they made a sequel and I'm like, yeah, that seems like the bigger mark of success, but I guess for you, it's that they made a musical of it. And it's a good musical. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to go watch not the musical <laughs> Legally Blonde with. I believe Reese Witherspoon and Luke Wilson. Oh yeah, Luke Wilson's in this. But Je yeah. uh, more importantly, Jennifer Coolidge is in this. Okay, well, our then, crowning queen. Yes, uh, Emmy Award winner, right? Emmy, yes. Golden Globe. What uh, did she win? She won something. Yeah, she won something. Good for her. Yeah, she won Best White Lotus. <laughs> All right, we'll be back after we have watched. Uh, well, okay, sorry. Hold on. Let me. Let me. All right, and court is now in session. We will be back right after we watch Legally Blonde. God, that was bad. I'm sorry. Oh. 
Order, order. Court is now in session. We just finished watching Legally Blonde. And before we get into everything, Harrison is going to do a 60-second summary in which he is going to sum this movie up in 60 seconds. Harrison, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, go. Okay, so the movie starts out when Elle Woods, who is played by Reese Witherspoon, it th she thinks her boyfriend's going to propose to her, but it turns out he doesn't. He dumps her to dinner, she cries, and then she goes home to her sorority sisters and eats a bunch of chocolate. But then she decides that, okay, he says that I need to be more serious, so I'm going to go to law school. So she just kind of like studies and gets into law school at Harvard, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and then she goes there, and it's sort of like, oh, wow, fish out of water, she's a blonde, and this is Harvard, and... You know, but then eventually she learns sound legal strategy to the point where she is able to get her boss that gave her an internship kicked out of a court case for sexually harassing her and then successfully win a murder defense trial for her former sorority sister uh, and so, thus setting up a great career in the law. Oh, and she makes friends with Jennifer Coolidge and saves her dog. Okay, I, I, I'm going to add like two seconds to that, but it was like 51 seconds. Yeah. So you made it. Yeah. I mean, you know. I, it's I was, a pretty simple movie. I, 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 in the intervening months since our last episode, I've had some time to think about my strategy on uh -huh. these 60-second summaries. And I realized, like, you know, I give way too much detail at the beginning of the movie. And then I have to try and cram it all in at the end. So I was like, you know what, Harrison? Use brevity. You're a journalist. Pick out the parts of the story that matter and just talk about those. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't do any of that. Yeah, no, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about this. Oh, good for you. At least okay. one of us has. Uh, <laughs> so, I've been dying to know, what did you think about this movie? Because Harrison usually does not tell me right after we finish the movie what he feels like because he's a professional and wants to do it on the pod. And obviously, I give away everything right after the movie. So, I have been basically laying in wait, lying in wait for Harrison's reaction to this movie. Yeah, so I want to take all of you also behind the curtain a little bit and say <laughs> no, that, no, you no, know, no, no, so no, no, last night no, Mia no. was so upset that I would not tell her <laughs> my, how I felt about this movie that she literally broke down into tears and was saying that if I had a daughter, I'd want to show her this movie. And it, it, again, I'm hold on, I'm going to do my impression of Mia. No, crying. please don't. She's just like a feminist icon and she goes chasing a man and she finds herself. And I just think that's such a good message. And if I would have heard that, <laughs> that's what it sounds like when you cry. I, uh, that is all lies. I will see <laughs> you. I, as Elwood, as Elwood has taught me, I will see you in court for uh, that. No, you got to say objection. You have no <laughs> that's stricken from the record. Conjecture. <laughs> exactly. That is libel. That is slander. <laughs> I don't, you all have no proof of that. I do, I do not, sadly. I yeah. did not. I, I was going to video record it and release it as like a podcast extra, but I felt like, you know, on one hand, I could possibly get like, I don't know, like 50 likes on Twitter or something. And then on the other hand, I would be divorced. So I decided to prioritize uh, my marriage to you. See, I don't know what you're talking about because it never happened. Oh, okay. All right. Good save. Um, so... You know, yeah, I mean, this movie, you can't say that it is false advertising. It did feature lots of blondes. Many of them appeared to be legal. Um, so, yeah, I think I would say hit it out of the park in terms of delivering on the premise. That's it? What did you feel about the story? <laughs> You're so mad. Uh, Just tell me. No, honestly, so 
I really kind of went through a bit of an evolution while watching this movie where I would say the first two thirds of the movie, I kind of hated it. And it had some moments where, you know, like it has some funny, it has some funny lines, you know, like, uh, like the, the feminist lawyer who's like a subplot who just like, ha she has these like random throwaway lines. Like at one point she's trying to get a guy to sign a petition saying to get rid of semester because it's obsessed with semen and she wants, that's why I'm petitioning to call the next session the winter ovester, <laughs> which if you've ever been to college, you've that met is, someone that, someone that yeah. tries to get you to sign a petition like I thought that. that was pretty, that's yeah. pretty relevant so, now too. Uh, like it had some really smart, like kind of snappy dialogue at points, but I just, I kind of hated L for most of the movie where I was just like, she's just, she's kind of a Nepo baby. She's trying to like homewreck this guy's engagement just because she can't take no for an answer. And she's not used to getting told no. Like she's really kind of vain and vapid. She constantly is just like, you know, like, like just complaining and, you know, like just, I think getting a lot of privilege without necessarily nece necessarily realizing it. And so I was kind of like, no, I'm like, this is the person that we're supposed to like. She's like kind of obnoxious and seems to think the world revolves around her. But then honestly, in the, in the second, you know, I guess like second half, kind of second, like last she starts final third of the movie, it sort of becomes, I think the whole movie sort of comes together and you see the character growth in her and you see her sort of make this progress. And then you realize it's like, I mean, she hasn't really done anything all that bad, you know, throughout the movie. Like, yeah, like, you know, she was a little vapid or whatever. And like, you know, some of her lines are kind of annoying, but she sort of grows as a person and you do sort it is sort of a kind of a cool message that like, you know, you realize like everybody in this movie did kind of not believe in her from her boyfriend breaking up with her because he didn't think that she was serious enough. Her parents basically like laughing off all her ambitions and being like, no, 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 you're only good. Like all these people told her she's only good for her looks, like whatever. She had been socialized from a young age to think about that. Her, They have the little line of dialogue that was like profoundly sad to me before that musical montage of like, my mom taught me this in middle school, the bend and snap. And like, it's just like, you think about this person that has been sexualized from a young age, told she's only good for her looks. And then she ends up, it, she's kind of, a, it's unconventional strategy and this kind of thing would not really happen where you're like winning a court case because you know that it's, it's a how movie. a perm works. It's but a movie. she uses the skills and the knowledge that she has to overcome expectations. She's clearly smart by the way that she is sort of, you know, they show it in that first scene when the person the, is the trying dress, to, yeah. you know, like upsell her the dress and she's exactly. like, oh no, this is not. This is from last year. Uh, if you're trying to oversell it, you're, you picked the wrong girl. Like, yeah, I like how in the beginning they, it shows her she's smart. It's just in a different way. But it's she's always been that person. Yeah. And, you know, it's in she never really I mean, I'm sure that she's been sort of the beneficiary. Uh, I mean, she is in the movie even at one point. Like she sort of is the beneficiary of pretty privilege in a couple ways. You know, like that's she gets the internship and maybe she would have earned that internship or whatever. But it's made clear that the guy gave her the internship because the professor gave her the internship because he thought she was, you know, attractive. Yeah. And I mean, and that's actually a very realistic part of the movie. Like it's sad, but like it's that happens sometimes in the world with women. And I think it's a really good message to show like 
you can stand up for yourself and like yes these things happen but like you are can be in control of yeah she's never intentionally trying to use her looks to get ahead it's just like you know there is that instance where it's happened but she is always the one that's trying to earn everything that she gets and you know seems to have a really upstanding moral code in terms of you know not revealing her friend's alibi because she promised that she wouldn't yeah and all of these things and yeah i mean i kind of you know over that last bit of the movie and i think it is the strongest part of the movie i think the beginning is a little over long and it kind of lingers at you know the school for maybe a little bit too long but i i think it had to show like where she came from so she she got into harvard which everyone didn't believe her i mean she did get like a really good score in her LSAT. Like it showed that she was studying. She put her mind to it. Um, So she did belong there. She just had to learn how to be at a different, I guess at a different school because she went to Cal Cal State LA, which, or CS or CULA. I don't think it was a real school. It was not a real school. Uh, And it's like a party school. And like, you know, people don't have to take their major seriously. So, and so she gets into this different environment where everyone's like very serious and, um, very competitive and she's just kind of a, a fish out of water. And I think to show that growth is really important for her character as well. So I don't, I personally don't think that the school scenes were that long, but again, it's your opinion. It just honestly, tonally to me felt like two different movies where the first one yeah, was, it gets like, serious towards the end. was like, Hey, this person is kind of like, you know, it's your typical college movie. This person's hitting the books. They're trying to get smarter. The, you know, there's basically like the Rocky montage of studying type of thing. Uh, and then all of a sudden about halfway through, maybe a little later, it becomes this sort of much more compelling murder mystery. And I just feel like if the whole movie could have been a little bit more like the second half. I think I would have liked it more, but overall I ended up liking it by the end of it. And it has, it has a lot of heart and I think it's like really smartly written. There's just like multiple lines of kind of throwaway dialogue that were very, very funny. And like, I can tell that this was written by women and it was, it was written by three women um, because the mean character, the bitch one kind of, she kind of also has, she's not like one dimensional. She kind of yeah. has two sides and, you know, towards the end, she realizes like, hey, Elle was actually kind of cool um, and we can get along and she actually dumps the boyfriend. So the boyfriend doesn't get anything. So I think that's that's really cool of this movie to show that, you know, not everyone's a bad guy and that first impressions are sometimes get skewed sometimes. Yeah, I I mean, honestly, getting into more of sort of the plot of the movie and what, uh, you know, sort of the writing and how things set up, you know, the first, I I called this out to you while we were watching the movie, I'm like, oh, the professor's going to try and sleep with her, Uh, because, like, pretty early on, and then, you know, it became pretty clear when he was having the other uh what what was the character's name uh that selma blair like, yeah, i don't Sel- remember her name. when he was having selma blair's character go and get his coffee all the time and go and do all these menial tasks and whatever it was clear sort of how he saw women and so he was treating the one that presented as more sort of you know like made up and uh done up and the pretty outfits and whatever he was treating her like a person and then the other one he's like i ah, just go get coffee yeah like, and yeah. so that and you know that ultimately yeah, and that's also real, very realistic in some workplaces, too. And I, I think to show that is um, really interesting. Uh, but w- the thing that I like about Elle is that she is never a mean person. Because there's a line where, like, Jennifer Coolidge, the character, is asking her, oh, but is, is like, the new fiancé pretty? And she never says that she's ugly. She no. just says, oh, she's you a, know. She's, you, not, she, she's not altogether unpleasant She looking. could use some mascara and maybe her eyebrows, but other than that, it's fine. Yeah. So she's always she's always nice to people. And, like, 
it's just so sad to see everyone shit on her because of what they expect from her. Even even when the other study group that you think, like in a lot of movies, it would have been like, oh, it's the nerdy outcast study group takes her in and then yeah. she kind of teaches them how to be pretty and they teach her how to do the law and whatever in like sort of a lazier movie. And that's sort of what I thought was going to happen. And then they also reject her. They're like, you don't you don't belong here. Like, yeah. those people, and you know, she sort of is like, you know, if you would have came to a sorority party, I would have at least been nice to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, and it, it's funny because... Uh, fun fact, uh, Reese Witherspoon actually spent two weeks in a sorority house uh, because she didn't want to portray a sorority girl as a, like a stereotypical sorority How girl. How old was she at this point? She's pretty young. Okay. So yeah. she's still she's like, like realistically like close to sorority age. I want to say she was probably like mid-20s. Okay. All right. So it's not like, I was like. It I wasn't was, like an adult. In, like, in my head, I'm like, did like 30-year-old Reese Witherspoon no. like went and like lived at a sorority no. house? No, but she wanted to portray her character not stereotypical. And she realized that like a lot of these girls are really nice and they just want to like welcome people in and like try to like take people under their wing. And I, I. I get some of those sorority, like there is a stereotype of sororities and fraternities, but I think, you know, they do have like this sense of sisterhood that I think is really important too. And it was cute because like none of her friends were like, oh, Elle, why are you studying to be a law person? That's really stupid. They all like all helped her. I thought yeah, that was really in their cute. own ways. In Although, their own ways. Her friends were kind of dumb, but like... My, my favorite line from her friends was, uh, I know you're upset. I know you're upset, but can't you just like take a Percocet? <laughs> but I like how she explained like, no, I want to get into law school. I mean, she, her reasons to get into law school were to follow her boyfriend who broke up with her. Which, the perfect line where she's all like, are you breaking up with me because I'm too blonde? But it's like, that's literally why she he was yeah. breaking up with her. Um, like, her intentions were different, but once she she got there, like, she realized herself. But her friends, her like, her sorority, like, really did help her out and, like, never told her she couldn't. They helped her study. They, like, celebrated when she got her test scores and stuff. So I think just, like, I know this is stupid, but, like, the power of women, like... And this movie, I think, is really great. And I think the relationships between women are, like, really interesting. Like, her relationship with the salon lady, um, where she, like, befriends her and, like, tries to help her with her, like, getting her dog, you know? I'm here for the dog, dumbass. <laughs> I don't know. That's a great line. Um, and then she, she also befriends the person that she is, um, you know, trying to defend over murder and she she's the only one that believes like she would never do that she would never kill because you know people who work out they have endorphins and happy people don't kill people <laughs> that was kind of funny but yeah. <laughs> um but she like gave her a little like like care package and she like listened to her and cared and like none of the other law students like did that for her and i think that just goes to show that she's she's willing to help people no matter what well and that it's sort of i think in um you know, in a way it shows like the importance of representation and diversity in that like, you know, she was able to reach that, uh, that client because, you know, she could see, like they were able to bond over some specific shared experiences and, you know, like she was able to trust her because of that and yeah. she was willing to believe in her and all of that stuff where all the other people were just like, they just wrote her off. They're just like, oh, this like young lady, she definitely she's killed her husband, digger. but she's yeah. paying us to defend her. And, yeah, you know, Elle was able job. to see a little bit more of sort of the good in her, even if it was for silly reasons like I workout endorphins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I was surprised that the I was that the liposuction alibi never really came back into play. Like I thought that was going to come out at some point, but no, yeah. no, she kept her secret. Yeah, 
because they're sisters. Um, I think another thing I liked about this movie is that Elle really never changed who she was. She kind of kept being the same person throughout. She got like a little bit more like comfortable with herself, I think, and she gained some more knowledge, but like she like just stays true to her heart and you don't necessarily see that in a lot of movies because like you know a lot of like romantic comedies like the the woman always has to change and do be something different for the man or something like that but she basically kept being herself the entire time and i think that's like really cool in the movie um but yeah (laughs) that's what i liked about it all right i mean i think that we covered a lot of what there was to like about this movie um what did you not like, babe? I mean, was there anything you didn't like? No. Was there anything? This movie was perfect. It's perfect? You yes. Know? Yes. I think this plot is perfect and, like, it's self-contained and, like, it has a good, like, climax and I think the characters are great. Like, even the boyfriend, not the boyfriend, the Luke Wilson character, mm-hmm. he was, like, the only- No, well, he was the boyfriend by the end. Towards the end. Yeah. Um, it, But he was the one that took her seriously. He was the one that was, like, listening to her at the beginning. And he's like, oh, you have those, you know, he was trying to help her out and he wasn't doubting her at all. And, like, I think that's really cool of that character and I can see why they got together towards the end. Um, What did you think about all, like, the whole- jennifer coolidge sideline well i was gonna that was one of my notes was i thought that subplot with her and the ups guy was like completely unnecessary and <laughs> probably was funny i didn't think it was like that funny <laughs> and she did the bend and snap and then she just completely it did pay, that was the only that was the part <laughs> where it sort of paid off was her breaking his nose i'm not sure that we needed like five scenes of her eyeballing him nervously like before that but and, she found her confidence because of l and that's what l likes to bring the good out of people i think that's what that's what the character like this whole is showing like l brought the good out in jennifer coolidge's character and she also brought out the good in selma blair's character and like you know everyone else because you know she's just that type of person that just wants to be friends with you and help but you hated that part didn't you well l also supports her by saying because or i actually i don't remember if it was her or jennifer coolidge that said this but uh, said that's because all men are big fat R words uh, at one point. Okay, was that not, was the only part. I was not ready for that in this movie. That was the only uh, part that guess, did not age well. Yeah, it's 2004, I guess. You know, that was still more in vogue term at the time. But yeah, yeah that scene. We didn't not. know back then. But we'll give it a pass because this rest of this movie is actually very progressive for its time. For its time? 2000 like what 2004 2004 this is a very this is very, a very pro- progressive yeah. movie like yeah. it's very surprising how well it holds up and how like wholesome it is but i'm glad that you liked it but what are the other parts did you not like so i can just tell you why you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> i just i thought that the scenes at the first college like the whole you know getting ready for law school thing took a little too long um i also thought that it's it's a montage the early law school scenes took a little like i just felt like they doubled up on montages you know but it's of, an early it's 2000 like oh man movie. training montage oh man another training montage and oh, then but- now okay she's a great lawyer and she's gonna you know, win this case. And yeah, I, ju- I just wish that they would have gotten to the second half of the movie where it's a but bit it would more have been that super short though. murder mystery detective part. Did you? Uh, oh, okay. So the, the, the buddy cop duo of L and, uh, 
Luke Wilson, Luke you know, Wilson. I thought was one of the better parts of the movie, and they just, I don't know if they went to it enough or realized what they had. Like, I, there was just a lot at the beginning of the movie that I felt like was a bit superfluous, and I would have liked to see more of what the second half of the movie was, where it's them sort of trying to game out this case and kind of solve it, and I thought that it was funny and smart and, you know. So let's just talk about quickly about the trial, because I think there were some really funny moments in that she uses her her smarts that not a lot of people have in that kind of field to figure out stuff. So the trial is basically about a fitness guru, basically, I guess we could say like a Gwyneth Paltrow kind of, no? What? No. Some kind of, you know, like somebody that used to sell like the fitness DVD type of things. I wouldn't necessarily say that she was a Gwyneth Paltrow okay. type figure. She supposedly killed her husband who's very old. So obviously the state, you know, people are saying that she's a gold digger. But Elle finds out that the <laughs> the pool boy who is saying that he had an affair with the fitness girl, she finds out he's gay because he comments on her shoes. And I think it was really funny when she said that because she's like, oh, but he's gay. And everyone's like, well, how do you know? And then she turns to her ex-boyfriend. And she's like, what are my shoes? And he's like, they're black. And she's like, you see? <laughs> and it just, I thought that was part was funny. And then she figured out that the girl... Uh, killed her dad because she said that she took a shower afterwards but she got a perm before so i don't know i thought that was kind of a fun little twist Did, yeah that, i mean that part of it was a little more like knives out -y, uh, type of thing where you know that she's kind of using her unconventional knowledge that happens to apply really really well in this case yeah I'm not, like a little too well <laughs> yeah i'm not sure how many other cases she's gonna solve using these skills but, but you know she did happen upon the perfect one for her level of understanding of both the law and you know the world yeah i thought that was fun i thought that part was fun but um Going back to you're saying that there's a lot of montages. I feel like this movie is a, a very staple sleepover movie and kind of that there is a genre. Okay. Yeah. No, a, I understand. It, You've explained this to me. And I think a lot of sleepover movies have tons of montages because it's just fun to watch with your friends. So I think that's why they put it in there. I feel like a lot of early 2000 movies have mon a bunch of montages. That was like a thing back then. I'm just defending this movie because you hate some parts and I need you to know that these parts are okay. <laughs> no, I, I, th I think overall it was a fine movie. Did it surprise you how much you liked it? Um, I guess by the end. I, I get not so much about... Did like, you have low expectations for this movie? Yeah, I had pretty low expectations. Were you, were your expectations met on how like smart this movie could be in like portraying like, you know, a feminist kind of like, uh... Message. It was smarter than I thought it was going to be. So, uh, would you kind of say that you judged it kind of like how the people <laughs> <laughs> judged Elle Woods when she went to Harvard? I think I saw some bad previews, you know? I don't know. This movie just is perfect to me. The but yeah, I guess I'm the problem. You are the problem. It's yeah, you. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I would like to apologize to every woman in my life. Mm -hmm. Would you say that you misjudged this movie and you were not familiar with its game? <laughs> Yes, I would like to apologize to this movie. I was not familiar with this game. Do you need game. to f fill out an apology form for this movie? Yeah, I Mer Mercury was in retrograde. <laughs> but like, would you be a? Would you want to show this if you had a daughter or a, a a young woman in your life? Oh wow! So you're saying I couldn't show this to my son? You could show it to your no, son. No, my yeah, yeah, boys won't learn anything from it. That's what you just said. You are the problem. You're the glass ceiling. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> Do not spin this on me. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, but what I was saying last night is that this is something I wish I would have seen earlier because I think it's a really good message 
to like really believe in yourself and take chances. Can you play up the tears a little bit? Nope, I'm not doing that because <laughs> I, it never happened. I try. I tried to get you to record right then. I was like, "This is gold. This is going to be great for the podcast." Mm-hmm. Is you breaking down by how much this movie has hit you? So, so you're saying that you really like this movie? I think it was okay. So you're willing to go see the musical? Is what you're saying? <laughs> God, no, no. I, I'm sorry, no. I can't do musicals. Yes, you can. I just can't. No. You know, I think it's coming to uh, coming to L.A. soon if you no, want to watch that's it. Okay. I Somebody else, somebody in the listening audience, uh, we are going to run a contest. You can take Mia to go see. <laughs> <laughs> you want to win a date with Mia to go yeah, see no, not a da- No, not a date. Just a... Just, a hangout. Yeah. Someone to take me. Yeah, just <laughs> listener, listener meet and greet. Do you <laughs> yeah. want to support the podcast? Well, you could buy two tickets to Legally Blonde and take my wife because exactly. I really do not want to go. Because my husband hates me. I just hate musicals. No, it's you not... just hate women. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, I'm really glad you liked it. And I'm, I'm, Would you... Okay, so if you were rating this between Princess Diaries and this movie, what would it be higher? Princess Diaries. How fucking dare you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I like that one better. Okay, it, it, that's also a good movie. Okay, Legally Blonde or Kiki's Adventure? Kiki's a... What the fuck it is called? Delivery Service? There you go. Easily Legally Blonde. Okay, so... Then but I would put almost any movie over over Kiki's Delivery Service. I know that was there the There we point. go. We got... Uh, <laughs> we got, we got the burn. You, you all were like, oh man, they've made it 35 minutes so far and Harrison hasn't burned Kiki's Delivery Service yet. Well, guess what? I never forget and I never forgive. Oh, I was going to say, this is also, this movie uh, took inspiration, oh, Ariana Grande took inspiration from this movie. There are a lot of like recreated scenes in her Thank You Next music video. Yeah, no, I noticed that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I okay. picked up on that. Nice. Yeah. I just want everyone to know that Harrison's a huge Ariana Grande stand. Die hard. Die hard. Ariana eaters so he, rise up. He supports some women. Yeah. Just not Elle Woods. Anyways. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 I support her. I would. I mean, is the sequel any good? Should we watch it? I don't know. I've I mean, not for it. the podcast, just like in general. I don't know. I'll, I'll watch it with you. I think she goes to the Capitol. She becomes like a lawyer, like in like. Oh, because um, because oh, she does the January sixth insurrection. Elwoods. <laughs> <laughs> My Elwoods would never do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have to reinstate her president. Uh, anyways, so if you like this and want to listen to any of our other episodes or want to listen to our future episodes, follow us on Twitter, uh, Rewind and Reconsider. We will be updating that with episodes. And then you can also find us on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Or that, that would be the main place I would say to find us. We don't post the full episodes on Twitter. So yeah, definitely find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Listen, I'm trying. We haven't done this in a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, stay tuned for our next episode. We don't have anything planned. We'll see. Anyways, uh, everyone, thanks for listening and stay safe out there. <laughs>